hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Sick Caitlin. And my name is, well, John? Healthy John. Oh, healthy John. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that flows better. How I, was your Thanksgiving, Caitlin? It was amazing. I was in Tahiti. <laughs> and now I'm back and it's cold. It's great. Yeah. It's a uh, very blistery 60 <laughs> degrees today. Uh, you've gotten weak. I've gotten so weak. My voice sounds horrible. I really, I have deter- I'm determined to make sure that this... Um, Science infection is a 24-hour thing. I will be back at the gym tomorrow. I will. He's making a face you're, like he doesn't You're, you're using, um, you're, if you will it to happen, yes, it will happen. That's what's happening. Did we talk about Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> I see why people get mad at you? us. <laughs> you're not on, like, day cold or anything right now. Oh, no, I absolutely am. <laughs> I'm actually on Tylenol, severe cold and flu or whatever. Oh, that's, that's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. <laughs> it's actually, I think, like, magic. It really is. That's Stella. Guys, she's just pitter-pattering in the background. So we've got, we've got a bunch of fresh reviews to read out. That's good. That'll be my lifeblood. Would you like to go first or second? You go first because you're closer to the computer. All right. Uh... Podcaster0727 left us a five-star review titled Just What I've Been Looking For. I love this podcast. I'm an avid podcast listener on my morning commutes to work and a serious Riverdale fan. I started listening just a couple weeks ago. You do a great job pointing out all the most hilarious moments of the show and always make me laugh. Side note, I pictured Caitlin looking just like Cheryl and John looking just like Kevin Keller, though that's probably not accurate. Anyway, it's accurate. keep it up. I'll yeah. be listening. I look just like Madeline Couch. <laughs> We've even read this review before, but I'm can I can always take that. Compliment. I don't think we have. Uh, I right. look just like Madeline Couch. I keep it that that tight because of my vegan diet. Oh, I, sure. I think I may have made that joke before. I guess, but like Keeping it tight isn't like a podcast joke. It's just Stephen says that right, every time he sees Cheryl. I know. She just looks good. Hi. Okay. So this is Cat101113. Um, the subject line is Yas. Um, every new episode of Riverdale is full of crazy, of fresh crazy. That's so true. Love to hear these two dissect the good and the bad, though I wish I could chime in at times and set their theories straight. Winky face. Wow, that was so nice. But also, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean about our perfect theories? Exactly. Hiram Land is canon. It is canon. And I think that actually that's what somebody writes in another another review. Here's one. Uh, we got a four-star review from the Riverdale fan. said, very good. But this podcast is a great one for all Riverdale lovers like, like me. If you aren't a giant fan like me, then this isn't for you. Plus, the show only comes in once a week, so you have to wait a week until your next episode. The commentators are great, though, with great chemistry and really love the show. But in a nutshell, this is a great podcast. P.S. Please watch the episode before you listen. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Dad, have you ever listened to a podcast where you haven't watched the episode, but you've re- like you've re- listened to like something like ours? Uh, no. I actually have. But what one was it? Sorry, guys. Stella literally wasn't eating before we started recording. And now she, she, every time. It it's is, so it is weird. every time. It's every time. No, I think, and she, she brings her food over. <laughs> so she's right next to us when she eats. I'm sorry, guys. I don't even know why you listen to this. It's fine. Right. Um, 
This is The Necessity of Fate. That is interesting and dark. I love it. Um, and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to fill the hole in my heart left by PLL. And more importantly, bros watch PLL too. Hey. Ending. But it's slowly been filled by the Riverdale Register. That's so sweet. Oh. I love hearing perspectives on the show from people around my age. And now I'll look forward to the pod more than my actual Riverdale episodes. <gasps> I die every time I hear the dare to defy and love all the theories. Keep up the great work. Hashtag Hyrule Land is canon. Yes. Amazing. Uh, uh-huh. you, know, you know what really bums me out? What? The dare to defy song is different on CW now. Oh, that's annoying. So I feel like I got to I gotta Can't get someone to, to do a new one for this too. That's fine. And it's worse. It's arguably not as good now. That's fine. Um, if you guys, that was really nice necessity of fate. I know. Thank you. By the way, if you want to hear a cool crossover episode, I was just on uh, Marco and James's headcanon podcast talking about Sabrina. Oh, that's fun. fun. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, if they want a good crossover episode, this is us crossing over with ourselves today. What? Yeah. Scream. Oh, I think, and Riverdale. I thought you said this is us. I was no, like, no, what? no, no. I was so confused. I was like, yeah. what? Nick is alive, and he's in Riverdale. Obviously. That's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, And we got one more five-star review from hashtag Riverdale Strong. Oh, they meant hashtag, maybe? Well, they meant it, but there's no H in there. So it looks like, it almost looks like Asta G Riverdale Strong. Maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Wow, five stars. I started listening to this podcast a few weeks ago, and I've already finished almost all episodes. Imagine. I love this podcast. I think both of you are so funny. I told my sister about it, and she is obsessed. We talk about it, and we laugh a lot. She thinks Caitlin sounds like Lily Reinhardt. Keep going. Never stop. I love it. That's so cute. Do you, does anybody think we're funny in real life that like we know like that are our friends? Weirdly, they refuse to say it to my face. Yeah. I've never been told I'm funny, really. Maybe think. we have to be in the same room together yeah. to be funny. But we have it in the A-slow, so we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we've definitely been in crowds of people. Are we Are we funnier when you can't see our faces? What if our faces are so funny? Oh. Uh, the insecurities no. are watching Caitlin, can you tell me about the title to this episode? Oh my god, John. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay, so this is called Manhunter, and have you guys ever heard of Hannibal Lecter? Because we're going to go down fucking rabbit hole, guys. So Manhunter is uh, the is actually, okay, so it's based on the Thomas Harris novel Red Dragon, and you may know Thomas Harris because he wrote Silence of the Lambs. Funny story. Silence of the Lambs is actually the sequel of Manhunter, and it's also the sequel of Red Dragon, but Red Dragon's more of, like, the prequel. So, Red Dragon is the book. Manhunter is the movie. Um, And it's basically about this FBI agent named Will Graham, who is um, kind of fucked up because of this situation with this serial killer, Hannibal Lecter, who you guys may remember as the one who eats faces. Um, or eats actually not faces, but eats everything. Um, eats but people. In, eats people in a fancy way. And so basically he, and so he's not an FBI agent anymore because he's all traumatized. And then he comes back, um, to the FBI to hunt down the serial killer. Who's like obsessed with this painting, uh, that he believes that he is like, it's the great red dragon and the woman clothed in the sun but he thinks he's like the dragon in the picture, and so that if he murders people, he becomes more like the dragon. Um, so I think it's actually kind of interesting because Archie has red hair. 
and it's a red <laughs> dragon. But Archie doesn't metaphorically eat people to become no, more powerful. but he is the red dragon, and everybody is hunting for the red dragon. Okay, yeah. See, John? Do you have any idea how excited I was? <laughs> I'm not even looking at my phone. <laughs> so anyway, guys... Um, Michael Mann directed the Manhunter film, 1981, I believe. And then in 2002, I'm not looking at my phone, they made Red Dragon with Brett Ratner. Um, and that's the one where Julianne Moore replaced Jodie Foster because nobody wanted to be a part of that. I thought that was Hannibal. No, it is. It's also Red Dragon. Or maybe it's just Hannibal. Actually, it might be Hannibal. But now my phone's not working, honestly. So... But basically, oh no, what have I done? No, Julianne Moore is not in Manhunter or Red Dragon. As in Clarice Starling, she's not yeah. in either of those movies. So I was reading the Wikipedia page for Hannibal, which I've actually seen, but it's like an older movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. Can we use your computer for this? I was doing really good, right? <laughs> yeah, you were doing great. Manhunter. It's based on a book by Thomas Harris. It's it's great. A, it was not well received. Um, or a box office hit when it came out, but now has a cult following per Wikipedia. It also, um, the Thomas Harris novel was the basis for Hannibal, the TV show, which is very good if you guys haven't watched it. I've seen about two episodes. It's really good. But I couldn't watch it alone for a while. Like, I'm not really scared of scary movies, but I don't like watching them alone because it's not as fun. And also, I was staying by myself in a hotel watching the episode where there's, like, a killer who basically made this, like, cellist he like ripped his stomach out and then like used his organs to make like strings or something it was so fucked up that i like couldn't watch it after that because i was like alone in a hotel room watching that and i don't want to do that anymore you know anyway guys i'm on a lot of medication so this episode was written by <laughs> christine chambers uh she's written for boardwalk empire iron fist and riverdale and she previous riverdale episode she wrote was chapter 32 Prisoners, which, if I remember correctly... That's the one with Nick St. Clair beating up Archie, and it's a whole thing. Everyone's a prisoner. Right? Uh, I think so. Nick St. Clair? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's where Nick St. Clair kidnaps Archie. Okay. Uh, it was directed by Rachel Talalay, who, oh my god, she's done some work. Uh, she did, uh, chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine of Riverdale. She did Sabrina, chapter 6, and Exorcism in Greendale. And she did, like, the last three seasons of Doctor Who's season finales. Oh, that's casual. Which were, I mean, specifically, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent were just phenomenal. Uh, and she's done a bunch of other CW shows. Cool. Yeah. Dare to defy. So, Caitlin, starting this episode, would you like to uh, review the Jughead and Betty plot first or the Archie and Veronica plot first? It's basically the two. Well, that's a tricky question. I'm going to go with Veronica and Archie. Okay. Sorry, guys, that's the dog. I think they know, but I don't. I want them to. You're so self-conscious about them thinking you're making the sounds that Stella (laughs) is clearly making. I know, but I don't want them to be like, "What's that?" And see, that was the dog (laughs) shaking her neck. (laughs) It's not me. That's fine. So there is a uh, there's a manhunt 
on in the city for Archie. That is why it's called that. <laughs> I think that might be the real reason. Red Dragon, Red Paladin, it sounds the same. I really want to write a spec for Riverdale, and a thing I keep coming up against like, well, now I gotta find a pretentious movie to title it after. That's the only thing that's got. That's the only. That's the only. That's the only thing that's in my way. Archie. Uh, Archie tells Veronica in the bunker, naked, in bed together, because that's what they do. That's like their only hobby. It's <laughs> kind of he, strange. That he knows where the Shadow Lake boys are. They're in the mines, and she's like, "Well, you can't leave the bunker." <laughs> and neither of them were like. No, nah, I won't, but, like, you should go right. deal with this. Instead, no, like, no. they both just right, assume that Arch is like, nah, I'm going to leave this bunker and find them. You personally can't leave the bunker. Someone else can leave the bunker, but won't. And then Veronica is like, wait, Archie, I want to... Do you have, like, any of the case files from your from your big trial still at your house? And Archie's like, yeah, totally. Which also, shouldn't his response be like, I don't know, I've been in prison for a while. I don't <laughs> They're know. They're definitely still am, there, though. Maybe my dad redecorated. Who knows? Yeah, what happened to Fred? Is he okay? You built, you built an entire speakeasy while I was in jail. And it looks pretty good. There's no alcohol, which makes it not a speakeasy, but it looks pretty good. <laughs> Archie also, for some insane reason, doesn't want his dad involved. Doesn't want I, anyone hurt because of him. I think that's fair, though, because, like, Fred's prone to getting shot. I guess, but this touches on a major problem I have with this episode. What, that no one tells parents anything? Specifically that the pilot set up the hot dad brigade to go and find the Shadow Lake boys and get the truth out so they can get Archie out of jail, and instead they are all sidelined and don't well, actually get to do that thing, and we never get a scene with all three of those guys on a mission together. Well, we kind of see Keller and Fred. Kind of. I mean, it's not the way you would have wanted but like, it, I guess. I wanted yeah. an episode about Tom, I think I just Fred, and FP the searching show. in the woods. You don't want the whole show spinoff? I mean, sure. The backdoor like, pilot? You gotta do the backdoor pilot right. first. And that's what you wanted Manhunter the, to be. And, it, and it's like a bigger problem I have with Riverdale where they're, they're very afraid to try different pairings of their characters. Odd pairings. Like I think they're getting better. This episode, though. we got Archie and Kevin for a whole plot, and that was like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. I want Jughead and Kevin. That's all <laughs> I, I want. You desperately want to find out. I just want if Jughead he, really doesn't like Kevin. He hates Kevin. Oh hey, Kevin's here. <laughs> he hates Kevin. I, mean, I I don't know why, but he does. I think Cole Sprouse made that choice without <laughs> telling anyone. Right, right. I think the writers are gonna make them best friends at this point, and Cole's gonna be like, guys, no, I no. Back he in hates season Kevin. one, I said that he really doesn't like Kevin. <laughs> oh, it was probably supposed to be like, oh hey, Kevin's here. Oh hey, so, Kevin's here. <laughs> Sheriff Mineta goes to the high school to a specific classroom and then yells at the entire classroom that he's looking for Archie. And then, from the whole classroom, Reggie just just decides to tell him, oh, I was on my computer the whole night. You can check my browser history if you know what I mean. I feel like Reggie is hot enough, so it's fine. Imagine being that pretty. You can be like... It wasn't me. I was watching porn all night, guys. <laughs> and no one thinks you're the weird one. Everyone's right. just like, oh, man, he's right. so hot. I don't care what he says. Because the weird one is the next girl. And Evelyn's just like, um, I don't know this person, <laughs> but I'm having cult meetings after school if anyone wants to join. Still some open seats. It's totally fine. Poor Evelyn, though. I really just think she's trying to be friendly. Uh, Minetta questions Josie. And there's this cool part where the camera like tilts with him as he leans over her desk that I was really into. And it turns out Josie is an awful liar. I don't think she was lying. 
She said, I was in the music room. Oh, that's not... I, I mean, yes, she's lying, but I don't think she's an awful liar. I think she was seizing, which is why. Even when she was doing that? Yeah. I hope so. But also, also probably I was wrong. Liar. I thought the seizures were just going to kind of quietly disappear, but the seizures are still a main part of the plot, and they only happen when Evelyn's around. So what do you think is going on? I think Evelyn makes people have, have seizures somehow. But how? That's the thing I can't figure out. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, are, is she... Fe- Did Josie have is a water she, bottle Is she dosing? Desk? Right. Is she dosing people with stuff? Is she poisoning them in some way? I just feel like <laughs> if it's Evelyn, it's so obvious. You know? There's, like, there's no way for those to be contagious. What uh, if Evelyn's doing it out like, of, like, a, in, for a good reason? Like, what if she knows she's trying to protect Archie or something? What if what's really been going on is that it's like a Flint water crisis where there's lead in all the water in Riverdale and everyone's just Wait. kind of hallucinating? What if... Like, Sweetwater River is yeah. contaminated. Like, what if, like, the Gargoyle King's doing oh my God, that? I or just, Hiram is doing that? I think I just stumbled upon my, Your new my theory. theory. Yeah, That's a good theory. Which is a huge bummer if it turns out to be true, because it means none of this was real. Well, but. no. I mean, I think there are actually gargoyle kings. Yeah, but they're, like, using this to just, like, mess everyone up. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe they're not The more I that. think about it, the worse it becomes as no, a No, I mean, it's a good idea. It makes sense, you know, if mm-hmm. it's, like, if everything is kind of... I, what I love about... Have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called The Hangman's Curse. Mm-hmm. I think Lena Meester's in it. But spoilers alert! Spoiler alert for this like twenty five year old movie that nobody saw but me. Um, but it's it's similar. I think it's like people are dying or people are becoming comatose or something, and you think it's like a supernatural thing. But then you find out that somebody's like using spiders or something or like poisoning people, and um, and it's like not supernatural. It's like very human. Yeah. And it's like very, it's a good twist. I'm not remembering this movie that well, but I do recommend it. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of like Batman Begins, where the scarecrow, like. Don't remember that movie. He, at like, all. The, the bad guy, like, poisons the water supply in this one, like, kind of crappy part of the city mm-hmm. so that everyone will start, like, seeing their worst fears. But it's like, it's technically like a, it's a liquid toxin that he, like, yeah. Puts in their water supply. Weirdly specific, though. Like, what what would make you see your worst fears? Um, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, but it's, like, very realistic and grounded. <laughs> so. Only to a certain point. They have a yeah. giant device that instantly vaporizes water. That can happen. Can it? No, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Anyway. Uh, Kevin, back at the... Kevin's watching over Archie at the bunker... And he checks Archie's bandage and sees that he, uh, the, the, what is it, the knife wound is infected. Oh, weird. Shocking. So, great job, Joaquin. So, clearly they didn't clean him up very well at the end of last episode. No. Because it's probably from children. the, from the, from the, from the mud and the, the sewer that he climbed through to get out. Yeah, he actually looks pretty clean coming out of that sewer. Getting through that pipe. Yep. Let's see. And uh, they take uh, they take Archie to creepy Doctor Junior to clear his. To oh, you mean the wound. gargoyle king? No, I mean the son of the gargoyle king. And now the new gargoyle. And the new king. gargoyle king. It makes sense, right? Afterwards, Archie tells Kevin that he's not going back to the bunker. He's going to Shadow Lake to find the Shadow Lake boys. And Kevin is just like, Ah, Veronica's gonna kill me, and then like goes with him. His arms are so big under his shirts. You like know he's working. <laughs> oh my god, so he's much. like way bigger recently. He's huge. Like he yeah. like he put an extra work because he was gonna play his own dad. Right. And then he's just been keeping it up. And the show is like, we can't 
have people knowing that Kevin's arms are bigger than Archie's <laughs> arms. Give me, give me like the loosest sweater we can possibly KJ put Appa on him. KJ Appa handle that shit. <laughs> KJ, no, he seems nice. The show depends <laughs> on KJ Appa being the hot one. No, but they're all so hot. It's such a shame. <laughs> you can't have a hot one when you have a hot several. You ever, you ever look in the look across like the extras at the high school and be like, that one's not pretty. That must be so hard for oh, them. No, I think all of you are beautiful. <laughs> Love you guys. Extras, please come on our podcast. Veronica, meanwhile, has her laptop open in her bedroom at home, watching interrogation footage of the Shadow Lake boys. I want. I have a question. Not a question. More of a statement. Okay. If I was doing something fucking shady, like editing interrogation footage, yeah, whatever, I would not leave the files on my computer in their unedited form. That shit would be deleted forever. Right. It'd be gone. It wouldn't be like. Here's a, just in case. Well, I like he's to, like, oh, I need to lean on him later. later. This is the best thing you've got. You definitely have other stuff. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense because it's a plot. I'm thing. also blown. Like, I thought he. I thought Hiram was a professional. No, you can get digital artists to paint out that coffee and the whole thing, well, and then no one would have seen. That was the you easiest need, thing. You need a QC person, quality control person, yeah. watching your fake videos. They can they can look for this kind of stuff. Otherwise, a teenage girl will find it in her bedroom. Well, the coffee mug disappearing, that is so easy to fix. You just draw it in. So yeah. easy. Or, so or easy. erase it from the yeah. start. It would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But like she sees, like, oh, that cup is now empty. So clearly they cut out it's some time. time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pay you $10,000. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot after taxes, honestly. It's not great. That's fine. And Hiram, like, comes to the room, and he's like, oh, are those RG's case files? And Veronica just basically tells him to his face, I have all the evidence I need <laughs> to stop you now, Dad. I'm going to win. I don't know why Hiram doesn't punch Veronica Why does she keep showing him all her cards? No, I know. It's so weird. It's not even like she's showing him her cards and then... If she did that, he should then attack her, and then she should show him blank things, and then she should be like, the other files are already with Kevin Keller. <laughs> we always swap out Kevin Keller exactly. for the things we're really trying to... That's what I would do if I were her. But, like, Hiram leaves the room and, like, calls someone. They're like, you need to take care of something for me. I can't manage to grab paper from a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> My daughter's outsmarted me. She's in her bedroom. <laughs> So I need you to go to Shadow Lake and kill those boys. <laughs> that seems that seems like the easier plan. Archie's disguise is a baseball hat and a hoodie. But honestly, his red hair is what makes him stand out from all the other hots. <laughs> I guess. Otherwise, he's just Kevin. He's just any other hot guy now. Yeah, exactly. Veronica calls. She's like, why are you in the bunker? He's like, I'm going to Shadow Lake. She's like, fine, I have this footage, so I guess we're both proving you innocent. We'll just do that. It's great. Uh, for somehow, Veronica just naturally guesses that her dad put the incriminating footage of the sheriff on her mom, the mayor's computer, in her office. She's a smart cookie, that Veronica Lodge. <laughs> That's madness. Yeah, sure, why not? But anyway, uh, Kevin and Archie creep through the woods and they see Sheriff Minetta out there, wonder what he's doing there. They should have been more concerned and tried to obstruct him in some way. I can't believe they just flat out murdered children again. In the mines. In the mines. That's some... That's for the devil. That's some... River, yeah, that's some Greendale shit. Yeah, that's for the devil to play with. 
Uh, Veronica logs into her mom's computer. Her birthday is the password. And I love that her desktop is just covered in icons. <laughs> folders like your like your mom's computer just like so they're everywhere you the can't details. see the background but like one of them is just marked with that uh that gargoyle king logo i made a stamping motion in the air yeah i saw it but they didn't and she said so what does this mean well it <laughs> it i it must mean Hiram has something to do with the Gargoyle King, right? I don't think he does. I don't want him to. I don't care about Hiram. Maybe, maybe. Hermione just marked a folder with something from her Wingdings uh, mm-hmm. uh, font. It actually says Summer Vacation. Yeah. But it's all in Wingdings. Yeah. So it's different. It's just, it's just rough. Hard to understand. Uh, and she finds the full footage where, like, basically Minetta just turns the camera and goes... I'm coercing him <laughs> to testify against Archie. She's like, great, found it. Puts that in a file. Why would they make the password Veronica's birthday when Veronica is the one who specifically wants to break into other files? Yeah, later Hiram said, your mother doesn't have a computer anymore, which implies that's just his computer he keeps at her office. And also is like super sexist and weird. Mm-hmm. But the idea that that means he actively was like, my daughter is act is is working against me. I'm not going to change this password. <laughs> is weird. Still a birthday. Still love her very much. It's super weird. But uh, like the the secretary and a, and a deputy barge in the room. They're like, "You're not allowed to be here." And she's like, "She's my mom." And they're like, "Nah, they told us you're not allowed to be here. You're going to jail." They take her to jail. And Hiram visits her. Uh, and Veronica. Oh, no, no, sorry. Hiram's just a dick to Veronica. That's all that yeah. kind of happens in that scene. That's the your mom doesn't have a computer anymore thing. Does Hiram like Veronica? I think he loves Veronica. I think that he really wants just the best for her. Right, he's just not doing that. Yeah, but I think he really just wants her to, like, dump Archie. He's a He scrub. wants her to be his little, like, mob princess. Yeah, remember when... But he, he also wants her to somehow not know right. that she's a mob princess. He wants her to know eventually and be cool with it. Right, but it's like... That's what he wants. Does he want her to take over the business? I think he wants her to just be more chill. But like... like, with him. This whole time... Is Lodge business... Is Lodge Industries just like defunct now? No, I think Like, is he still running a company? Yeah. But what is the actual company? What is the front? The prison. Right, right, Hiram Land. He... Well, I feel silly now. Yeah, I'm just curious about why they're not moving back to New York. I guess because he defrauded all of his friends. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's got a lot of enemies in New York. It seems like he barely has a gang because, like, they have, like, two guys working for him. And one of them betrayed him. Yeah. Small Fry? No. Wait. Oh, and Andre. No. What's his name? The agent. Agent Adams. Adrian Adams. Adrian Adams. Adrian Adams. I'm sorry, guys. My brain is not here today. Um, Veronica calls Fred, and I don't know why this really got to me when I was watching the episode, but Fred is on the phone, and then behind him, all the cabinets in his kitchen are just open. Creepy. And I'm like, why? Why is that the case? But anyway, uh, she's like, hey, Archie's out. We know where he is. He's he's going to those mines. And then... Fred's like, oh, damn it, I was supposed to go to those mines. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. Forgot nah. about that plot point. 
Fred is barely in this episode. Oh, but when he's in this episode. But he should be in more of this episode. He should be in all the episodes. He should and be in most every of, episode. most of the scenes, I think. More Fred. Uh, Archie and Kevin enter the mines, and the walls are covered in G&G symbols, which also feels like we're cribbing from the Devil's Game over in, over in Greendale. And they find the Shadow Lake boys all dead, shot in the head. Yeah, that's like intense. That scene was a lot. Except for one, he's who okay. they get to take Just to the kidding. hospital where he dies later. I uh, wonder if he's actually dead though, or if he's gonna pull. I a don't few remember there him. being like six Shadow Lake boys when they were like in the cabin episode. They also, definitely weren't six. Super mad that the cabin episode been, ended up being like a super important one in the series. Really? I liked it. Like I really, when I was watching it, I'd be like, oh, this is like one of those skippable episodes. But no. Like if I'm doing a rewatch. A but you can't do that. No, I can't. <laughs> but the normals. <laughs> I have committed to watching every episode of this show no matter how insane it gets. I think we've committed because of how insane it gets. Right. That's really. God, thank God for last week. Yeah, you loved last week. It was your favorite episode. You were so upset that I didn't love it as much as you loved it. I'm still upset that you didn't love it. I mean, I loved it, but I just didn't think I. It's fine. Tom and Fred find the bodies in the mines, and then they learn that one of the kids is brought to the hospital. So, like, Archie, the hospital, go. These are young kids, by the way. These are like eighteen-year-old kids. Like, yeah, and the sheriff just like killed them all. In the mine, I just don't understand why they were hiding in a mine. Because that's where you go when you need a place that's creepy. Do they hide there the whole time? Apparently, they've been there for months. Yeah, like you. Like can't they pay do them that. ten thousand dollars and like now go hide in a mine. <laughs> well, for, what a for good three deal! Months. <laughs> I don't think you could pay me ten thousand dollars to hide in a mine for three months. Uh, I don't think you would pay me ten thousand dollars a month to hide in the mines. Archie realizes like everything he does leads to death and pain, and that's only like a little bit right. But, like, yeah. Did they make $10,000 or $30,000? 10000 each. Wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you think they could ask for more? Yeah, I think, yeah. Apparently, there's no lengths Hiram will go to to make sure Archie has a bad day. Didn't Nick Sinclair get, like, a million dollars? just don't. It's true. I'm still trying to figure out, like, why Hiram hates Archie this much. Like, did Archie do anything specific in the end of last season? For I remember, he just kind of threatened him, be like, "I'm gonna make my bones," and then like left the house, and then he was like, "I don't want to be part of the mafia anymore." And I was like, "Then you have to die in prison by yeah. my hand." Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I mean, I think there's like a lot of tension because Hermione was like sleeping with Fred for a while, and then Veronica likes Archie more than she likes her dad, which I think is a normal thing for a teenage girl, <laughs> but that's fine. He can't handle that. Yeah, it's a little weird. There's, like, a lot of weird shit in that if you unpack it too deeply. But, but yeah, no, I think Hiram's just a dick. Makes sense. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Lawyer McCoy gets Veronica out of the holding cell. Veronica's like, hey, you want some um, incriminating footage? She's like, I do, in fact. Hell yeah. And uh, Kevin meets up with Tom and Fred. He's like, oh, Archie's, Archie's gone. Here, I got a note from him to you, Fred. That's what, that's what you get. A note. You get a I note. Have a, I have a question that I realize is very important that I ask. Why didn't they do this like six months ago? Or like a month ago? What do you mean? With the video. Yeah. They, yeah, why didn't they? Why didn't? How did Attorney McCoy and Mary Andrews 
and Betty Cooper not see that that was a clearly edited video? Well, did they watch the video? It's evidence. I guess, yeah. Huh. Dumb. How did the three smartest characters in the show not figure it out, but, like, Veronica's not one of the smartest characters in the show. No, she is the quippiest, but she is not necessarily the smartest. The sharpest character in the show. Right, yeah. Finds it. Well, good for Veronica. She's... Yeah, she's making her bones yeah, in her she, own way. She goes home for victory lap. She's like, Dad, I made my bones. I yeah. killed your case. Ah. Oh, you finally knew that. And he's like, that's what that meant the whole yeah, time. The whole time yeah, you just trying to kill a legal case. Uh, no one knows. She's like, she like basically friends around and be like, I'm having this conviction overturned. <laughs> and then she goes to her uh, speakeasy to Not set it up as a... To, oh, oh, to set it up for Archie's like welcome home party. I love the fact that last episode, the guy from the one who looks like Jason Blossom but somehow is not Jason Blossom was like, you know, if you sold alcohol here. And she was like, excuse yeah. me? Wow, thanks for mansplaining. And no, that's not what that was. No, I know a mansplaining comment when I see one. That's just defining a speakeasy yeah, to another person. He was, he was really trying to help. Yeah, he was. This business is going under. No. Yeah. No. No. Do you think by the end of the season they will serve alcohol in the speakeasy? I think it'll be a problem if they do. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So Archie calls Veronica and he's like, yeah, I'm not coming home. <laughs> it's like, well, I said I'd have you out by homecoming, which I think means we're in early October. I, in the show. Yeah, I think so. So Kevin's Kevin still has time to make it with Moose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he has like a month. Till Halloween. Uh, make it as a Archie thinks as long that. as Hiram is after him, everyone he loves is a target, which is some like Spider-Man stuff, I guess. It is true, though, apparently. Apparently. Even though Hiram hasn't targeted any of his family or friends. Well, he's not going to hurt Veronica because that's his daughter. Right, but like... He hurts Veronica through hurting Archie. He doesn't really hurt Fred recently, or... Well, he tries to have him Jughead murdered. or Betty. Or... I mean, he has definitely fucked up with people. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, hey, I, I love you. And she's like, we're endgame. And he's oh, like, bye. I, <laughs> I really hate when she says we're endgame because that's something that, like, shippers on the internet say. Right. That's something that, like, I personally say. I can't believe she ships herself She ships herself with Archie when she really should be shipping herself with Reggie, right? In real life. Yeah. And also, he's so cute. I mean, so is Archie. They're all so cute, though. I would have a really hard time having a crush on someone in this universe. I would just have a crush on everybody. I have a crush on all the people. Yeah, no, it honestly so it would be it would be very very rough to live in that town. Yeah, and I would constantly feel really insecure. <laughs> yeah. So like, that why? would But none of them go to the gym. It's amazing. Like they're all just doing whatever. They eat burgers every day. What's I would How do these with... teens drink milkshakes like this and look like that? See, I would say oh, I'll just hang out with Jughead cuz he seems like the most normal, but you, Jughead you would, would be hate a serpent. Me. Jughead oh no, Jughead would hate me. I think Kevin's the most normal. Yeah, I'd probably hang out. I feel like Kevin and I would probably get along. I think okay. I could hang out with Tony, where it's like, hey, yeah. what are you up to? Homework? Trying to get a good grade? Cool, me too. Yeah, Let's, no, it's fine. It's bad. All right, no, you go hang out with your girlfriend after. Like, right. It's cool. it, yeah. Yeah, she seems normal as well. Uh, so Archie hangs up on Veronica and walks through some train tracks with with Jughead, and they walk in the distance while this 
fun song about paladins plays. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That must be from somewhere that we don't know yeah. yet. Jughead's like, you, you ever hopped a train before? Did you, Jughead? You like <laughs> fucking like. What is your life? <laughs> Can you imagine if we had like one of the sticks with the little like bag tied that. around the end? I, for the longest time, I did not know what that. That was. is the weirdest like. That is some 1910s kind of like thing that has somehow prevailed to modern day of what like you, what a homeless person looks like. What do you have in that sack that you can't carry? In it's got to be like a few cans. Yeah, but like why carry like, it that way? That can't why do you be... think modern homeless people upgraded to shopping carts? Right, that's true. But like why? Like how is carrying something on a stick and putting that like on your back like easier than anything else? I guess no, because you're like leaning on your shoulder, so it's not like have you ever holding had a cross it at your side. Body bag before though, like if you ever wear a crossbody bag for like too long, because that's like pretty much all I use. It hurts so badly. I can't imagine that would be a crossbody bag. It's what it sounds like. It's like one of those bags that it goes. Oh across right, your body. yeah, I did yeah. have one of those because I thought it would look cool in in middle school, and yeah. nothing looked cool. Nothing looks cool in middle in school. In middle school. You're not cool in middle school. No one has ever been cool in middle school. Do you remember rolling backpacks? Did you I, have- I do. I remember kids with the rolling backpacks and Heelys. So we So were- they just roll everywhere. That's true. In elementary school, you were really cool if you had those two things. Yeah, I, I was really cool because I had a rolling backpack in yeah. elementary school. But, but then, like, in high school... You're not cool at all. Well, it turns into not like you, but like, like yeah, people are going back. It's seen as childish in high school, and it's like, oh god, I kept because there's so many people. It's like, oh, I stepped on this person's stupid rolling backpack. Right, yeah, I get that actually. Even though your it's backpacks not, are so much heavier in high school, it's better to have than, rolling backpacks than they were in elementary school because you have like better. three textbooks in there. Okay, the Jughead and Betty plot. So it's like minutes after last episode ended, and apparently when Jughead saw. The gargoyle king of the woods. He didn't bow. He hid. Which is the normal reaction. And then watched the gargoyle king meet with like like nine other people in gargoyle mess, who he calls the gargoyle gang. Like but he it. also heard nothing. Then he goes back to the bunker. Well, do we he, know if they talk? It's unclear. Yeah. Uh, maybe they talk about as much as Jason Blossom talked. So they don't they talk. They didn't talk at all. No. He goes back to uh, Archie and Betty. He's like, this, this happened. Archie's like, a new gang of gargoyles. Walking said he joined a new gang. Could it be the same gang? Wow. And they all go, yes. And I go, what about the ghoulies? There's a lot of gangs. There's like three, three gangs in this town. And the gargoyles this are This small, of upstate New York town. Don't tell me it's not upstate New York, because it is. I guess it could be. Uh, our Alice, uh, Betty goes home and Alice tells her that the warden killed himself. With uh, he's got the blue lips, so like they both know what that. They means. know that you can drink cyanide without the Gatorade, right? Right. <laughs> like you don't need that. Also, I, I've been corrected. Fresh Aid probably isn't meant to be Gatorade. It's probably meant to be Kool Aid. That's true. Yeah, they're very similar. Right. Who corrected you? My sister. Oh, okay. That's she's fine. like, wouldn't it be You're, fresh, right. cool? Like ah. She's absolutely right. What yes. about Powerade? What if it's. Well, Kool-Aid also is, like, Gatorade doesn't really stain right. your lips, right? No, Kool-Aid is definitely the one with the, with with the, the worst color. Yeah, yeah it's right. ends of powder and everything. It's definitely mm-hmm. Kool-Aid. We're sorry, everyone. We fucked up. I don't know why you guys listen to this. I know, we always get it wrong. We always get the specific Kool-Aid references wrong. So Betty learns in, like, an old yearbook or something that the warden ran uh, RR 
OTC. The Rotsy. The Ra Rotsy. Rotsy. <laughs> I like it when it sounds like you're just gearing up to say Rotsy. That's my favorite part. Uh, when their parents were in school, and she decides to force the parents to talk later. Um, and Jughead's like, that's a cool plan. I'm going to use my gang to find one guy, Joaquin. <laughs> Let's do it. Which is funny because last episode, Kevin was like, I couldn't find Joaquin. <laughs> so Betty sends invitations to all the parents that are like from the Gargoyle King. Creepy. That so, they all, show up. so they all show up in... Uh, oh. <laughs> that's the speakeasy, guys. It's the speakeasy. Her, it's her weird French name from the speakeasy. <laughs> We have to find out the real name of that speakeasy in. I, I, I just, I'm so mad I forgot. Oh, it's like the chef in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's exactly what it is. So Betty tells the parents, like, hey, all your kids are playing G&G. Also, uh, Reggie's dad punched his son. He's like, no, I, <laughs> no, I didn't. Also, there's an actor playing Reggie's dad now. Congratulations, Reggie's dad. Uh, Mr. Keller tells her that, like, oh, the... Warden, like, picked a G&G manual off of me back in the day. Weird. Yeah, mm. so that's a long time to come back around to that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's been playing alone for, got for all those years. Oh, my God. It's been hard. Oh, buddy, go online, find a group or something. Yeah, no, he would rather be alone. Uh, F, he's like, hey, we were all high, seeing gargles and stuff. And I was like, yo, I, I was pregnant. You saw it, too? I was sober when I saw it. I mean, they had to understand that it was real, right? Now? And Hermione's like, it was a game master, which means it was Penelope. Yeah, it's seeming more and more likely that it was Penelope, right? Maybe. Here's another fun thing. I think this is the most I've ever liked Penelope. Yeah, like, I think after after what I learned from the Midnight Club, I see her completely differently now, and I feel like the whole performance has kind of snapped together oh, when, in a better way. When you mean that she was previously a child bride? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that that part that was fucking weird. You yes. know how it happens. She was eight years old. She was basically sex trafficked. Right. It's also I'm still confused with the part where it's like, this is the boy you're going to marry, our son, Clifford. That's Claudius. He looks exactly like Clifford. You're not marrying Claudius. You're marrying Clifford. Welcome to the family. What if she like fell in love with Claudius? Like, right? what if like that was like part of it? Actually, I mean, isn't be. that what's happening now that they're like they're like together now? That would be so interesting. I don't think that they're actually together or like they haven't established. Also, Claudius that. isn't different from Clifford in any way. Can I help you, Stella? Stella is so cute. Love you, Stella. It's just too much love. So cute. Hey. Oh, she's rubbing her face with her. Penelope's like, it wasn't me. It was Daryl Doily. Daryl Doily, of course, <laughs> was the other game master, and he was in love with me, so he wanted to poison me so we could ascend together, as you do. Well, it actually like, kind of works. I was like, no. And I was like, I thought he dumped out the poison, because who wouldn't? And then there was a person dead. Anyway, he came to me years later and was like, I still love you. And I was like, no. And then he killed himself. Yeah, so... And Betty gets the line reading of the night with, like, it was Dilton Doily's (laughs) dead dad. (laughs) Imagine if I was just a season finale of Riverdale, because Riverdale kind of does do that sometimes. That would be amazing. So it's like, this doesn't explain who the Gargoyle King is now. Penelope's like, God damn it, that's true. I thought that one was airtight. (laughs) Maybe it's still snowy. Oh, he's dead as well. Everyone has died. Nobody thought to think about it. You're all dead, and I'm dead, and we're dead inside. (laughs) Nobody thought it was weird that Dilton's dad killed himself, and now 
Dilton killed himself as well. Right. That seems weird to me. Maybe Dilton's dad killed himself when he looked at his son and he's like, oh my God, he looks exactly like I used to. That's weird. Is he just a clone of me? We're in a time loop. Like, happy also, birthday too. Do you think that might have kicked off, like, Dilton's survivalist thing? But, like, if oh, his dad wow, committed so suicide and, like, he's, like, the world's ending. Like Maybe. Maybe. That would make sense. That's kind of a deeper analysis of that than I thought. But, yeah. Just in time for Dilton's real big arc. Yeah, exactly. Of being dead. Of being dead. We didn't even see his funeral. <laughs> Maybe there wasn't one. P leaves to shut down Jughead playing G&G. Like, he grabs Jughead and handcuffs him to the fridge. <laughs> Little does he know, fridges give Jughead greater power than ever before. I was gonna say, before. that's my dream. He's like, you're addicted. And Jughead has his line reading that I was, I'm not addicted. I just need to ascend so I can meet the Gargoyle King and put an end to this. But doesn't he know that ascension is suicide? Right, right. It's weird, right? It's weird. Does he not know that? I feel like everyone should realize those are corollaries. Yeah, but it's the same. Cole, House, Cole Sprouse playing Unhinged is my favorite thing in the world. He loves it, you can tell. He's, having, he he's so happy right now. As much as Kevin hates, as much as Jughead hates Kevin. Betty comes in and free, frees Jughead with a bobby pin. Uh, then she calls Creepy Doctor Jr. to get a hold of... You mean uh, the Gargoyle King. Gargoyle King Jr. to right, uh, right. Piccolo Jr., uh, to uh, get Daryl Doyle's file, which apparently is part of Creepy Doctor Senior's like personal collection of like, uh, yes. favorite files. Do you have a favorite murder from your own personal collection? I mean, there is a podcast called My Favorite Murder. I love that podcast. It's a great podcast. She's so so the serpents find Joaquin. He's dead. Not yet. Oh. Damn it, really? They find him in the woods. I missed like, that part, I think. Jughead like, threatens him with a knife. He's like, the warden got these game cards that would tell him what to do. Oh, yeah. No, this didn't happen. And then he tells him that that symbol that's branded on Archie means sacrifice. He also assumes Archie's dead. Jughead's like, he's not dead. And, and then like, he's like, fuck you, man. Oh. <laughs> but it was a sacrifice. Aww. Poor Joaquin. I'm happy he's back. I'm sad about what happens. He also tells Jughead that the warden was following Hiram's orders. See, this is annoying. I don't care. I don't care about Hiram. I don't want him to be involved in this. I want him to be very actually uninvolved in this specific thing. Well, Hiram... Thank you, next. Hiram, who in his office has replaced the painting of his daughter with a painting of himself. That's exactly the kind of petty move I would make. Not his wife. (laughs) No, not his wife. That would be weird. He's like, Jughead's like, it was you. You're the king. He's like, I'm not, because I'm not a 16-year-old nerd. I which, love this. Solid burn. This is my favorite thing, because this is when I finally believed that he wasn't involved, and I could just enjoy myself. Uh, he points the figure at everyone else as the killer, and then receives a phone call from the sheriff's department. What could it be? It's the kids dying earlier. Oh. <laughs> Creepy Dr. Jr., Gargoyle King. Tells Betty that Daryl Doyley didn't die from carbon monoxide. He died from a poisonous plant. So nobody thought to, like, investigate his murder? Have you ever seen the movie White Oleander? No. In the movie White Oleander, like, the inciting action basically is that the mother of this teen girl kills her boyfriend with Oleander. Hmm. And it's very poisonous. So I was like, oh, reference I get. Maybe this episode could have been called... Wait, wait, Oleander then. Yeah, but I feel like it's... Yeah. I just... The manhunt didn't really take center stage in this episode. No, it didn't. But that's why it's really about the Red Dragon, Red Paladin reference. I, 
I get it. You're happy about that. I'm so happy. Now she's kissing the back of your neck. Now she's still kissing the back of my neck and my face. So cute. So cute. She's the cutest. This leads uh, Betty to Penelope Blossom because, like, she has poisonous plants. Yeah, that, that seems like an obvious. And Penelope's like, call me auntie. And I'm like, oh my god, that's awful. I love how they really lean into it. Well, now I'm that glad you know, we're doing that. We're family. Yeah, they're like, uh, yes, I did have sex with your father. That was weird. <laughs> um, oh, right. I forgot about that part. That was weird. And yes. so weird. At least she wasn't like, call me mom. <laughs> Do you think that that's actually maybe related if Penelope is a murderer and then so is Hal and that's how they bonded, like emotionally? So you... How does it, what does that do to sheriffs? Like, oh, both your parents are murderers, but don't worry, your scary twin uncle is here to take <laughs> care of you. I don't think he's going to take care of her. I think he also tried to murder her. Everyone wants to murder everyone in that family pretty right. much. Betty's like, Penelope, do you have this poisonous plant? She's like, yeah, but like... I didn't kill her. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that's Why would that's you grow that plant if you didn't want your, to kill people? Your mom's one who wrote the article, so like, maybe she killed him. Uh, oh, also the serpents find Joaquin's dead body, like, on their doorstep with the sacrifice symbol. So he's really gone. Oh, yeah, he dead. I, I'm so sorry he came back just to just to die. I know. but It's, it's a bittersweet victory for you. It is, actually. It is harsh. But, I mean, at least we got him back. We didn't have to, but we did, you mm-hmm. know? So I can't... I'm going to not cry about what's gone. I'm going to smile because it happened. <laughs> so. Right, 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 right. Uh, so Jughead leaves to, like, find Archie. Betty, the best scene of the night, Betty confronts Alice, who's, like, a storm outside. Like, you, did you have anything to do with Darrow Doyle? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Power goes out. Dun, dun, dun. A creepy shadow goes by a back window. They hear knocking from the front door, so they go outside to check it. No one's there. They go back in the house. And the Gargoyle King stands up in their living room with, like, red lightning out the windows. And I watched the show with a group of people. And we all kind of started yelling. But here's the thing. I know it's for the drama. What I would do if I was in this situation, I would go up to him, take off his mask. Maybe I would have a knife. I would take off the mask and be like, oh, well, fuck you. It's true. Like, that's, he's Listen, not very mobile. He's it's an fast. easy tackle away from solving this problem. Exactly. That being said, that thing got in that room really quick. That's true, but I want to see him run around. I want to yeah. see him do I want to see him try to, try to move at pace. Yeah, exactly. In theory, yeah, maybe, but like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a scary thing. You'd be pretty wigged out in the moment. Yeah, but also you could just stab him. <laughs> You'd throw a knife The kitchen him. was behind him. I, you could figure He had all the leverage. Out. But, like, he, he wouldn't be the first him. person they killed in this house. Like, how, do you think he has a gun or something? Like, you could just... I don't know. Maybe he has, like, a knife in that suit. Do you think Maybe he I... just drops one of his weird stick arms and, like, stabs you. That'd be cool. And, like, screams. That'd be fucked up and cool. This is the scream moment because someone barges at the window and they... Or the door and they, like, lock it and run upstairs. And then FP, like, crawls in the window. He's like, I was just at your front door. Oh, I love that. I was looking for Jughead. And I'm like, I've seen this scene before. With FP. It's yeah. from Scream. It's from Scream when he, spoiler alert, FP played the killer in Scream, Billy Loomis. Huge spoiler alert. Huge spoiler alert. But honestly, the movie's fucking old. You yeah, guys watch it. Yeah, we're past the statute of limitations on that. Yeah. 
Also, it really bothers me that Alice is like, the gargoyle king is here. He's like, oh my god, and then hugs her instead of going downstairs and checking no, to see well, if it's left. The look. How long did they stay up there before they went downstairs? Like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think FP might be the gargoyle king. Or might have set up that situation. That's, I mean, that's what they're going for with this, yeah. right? They're trying to make him seem suspicious. And I really hope they don't just let that string, like, die. Oh, but what if they do? Alice tells Betty that they're not safe, so she's moving to the farm with Polly and the babies that definitely don't exist anymore. No. They're dead. <laughs> they drop them in a fire, and you're all just trying to cover that one up. That's a very dark thing to say, John. And she's like, I'm not taking you with me. I'm sending you to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. See, this is like very un-Alice of Alice. I, I am so mad that we're going back to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> what, you don't love it? There's, no, there's nothing new to say there. You don't not since the gay conversion story. You don't think the three separate people who have been at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy is an interesting thing no. to explore? Listen, in Teen Wolf, they had this mental asylum. They went to once. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. All the kids here have, like, powers, and they've been convinced they're crazy. That's and then funny. as it went on, it just became monster prison. And, yeah. I, and eventually, I'm like, this place shouldn't exist like, feds, federal agents should be coming right. and be like, this is all illegal, get out of here. Well, the mental health care system is kind of fucked up, so I kind of believe that. <sighs> but this is, I really like the Bradley Sanitarium and Pretty Little Liars because it was kind of like a symbolic thing more than it was anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I just feel like we're getting, we like get it, they're scary and they're yeah. evil nuns. It's like too much. Yes. And, and then. Betty's like being led into art class and all the kids are painting the Gargoyle King. I love that. Terrifying and awesome and builds this mystery up to a height where I'm like, if they don't have a satisfying answer for this, it's going to be real bad. I really like your theory about the the water. Good, because that's the end of the episode, so we can pop into some of that other stuff. Hey, who is prom queen this episode? Betty. Betty. She was great. But who is prom king this episode? That's a good question. I think it's Kevin. Yeah, let's give it to Kevin. We never do, so... <laughs> this is actually a first, I think. Yeah. Uh, who is the chaperone for this episode? Oof. Not Alice. I think um, it's Lawyer McCoy. Because she got... She Archie, gets Archie's yeah. conviction overturned? Probably should have done that much, much earlier. Who would you throw on the train tracks? Oh, nice. That's you see what line. I did there? Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone kind of sucked. Um, Sheriff Mineta. Oh, because he murdered some people? Yeah. Sure, okay. I guess that's yeah, fine. that checks out. Yeah. That seems like the most rational conclusion, honestly. Great, then let's, uh. Rumor mill? Let's hop into that rumor mill. Do you want to give more details about your theory? Um. Well, why is it called Sweetwater River? The water is sweet. Why is the water sweet? From the maple syrup? From what the, if? From, the uh, from Cheryl's family's maple syrup business, maybe some of the drugs got into the water. There's like a leak or something. And it like, met. people were all sense. a little bit weird in the 90s. And like, for some reason, this, this particular game or cause, I, there's a lot of holes. But No, but it's a good idea. <laughs> I think water supplies got, is very messed up now. Maybe they're trying to do a t- typical, uh, topical uh, Flint water crisis story or not. But... Everyone's a little bit high on this show. My thought is that we think... 
I, I have a different idea about that, but my idea is that maybe the water is contaminated, but maybe that is like a separate thing, and maybe the seizures are from the water being contaminated, but people are going to assume that Evelyn has something to do with it. Ah, okay. And maybe it's going to be like a misdirect, which so I think So you don't think fun. the water has anything to do with the Gargo King stuff? You no. just think it's the seizures. I, I can stand by that, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's going to... And I think it might be a thing where Betty is like convinced that Evelyn is maybe the farm is really bad. I hope they do a story where Betty like comes after Evelyn and finds yeah. out she's just a girl who's been like raised by a cult. Right. Like they're just weird. They're not evil. That's what I'm kind of hoping because I think it's kind of <laughs> annoying if it's like you've had several cults. For all we know, the main four picked up something not so much from Sweetwater River but from that place where they went swimming in the first episode of the season. Well only And like there was something in that water that messed them up and that's what's been causing like then like that was somehow contagious from Betty to other people. What if it's like these leeches are Yeah, what if they're what if they're like weird poison leeches? Well seizures aren't contagious as we learned in Riverdale. Right. That's why I like the 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 main the water main supply Theories. I wonder if we went back and looked if we could see like Josie taking a swig from a water bottle or something. I don't think they show any of them like drinking water before it happens. Next time we'll have to notice just like we'll have to be extra conscious of the drinking. Well, you can at least assume they all drink water. What if Veronica's speakeasy is like contaminated? Like the pipes are fucked up. That would be so funny. All the stuff from her taps are and like like, her the her plot for the back half of the season is just uh, dealing with zoning laws. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's the story we really need. That's. I mean, I'm curious. Um, do you think FP is actually part of the Gargoyle King? I don't think he's actually the Gargoyle King, actually, but I think that but he... But is he in the gang? No, I think that maybe he was trying to, like, scare Betty away from, like, looking in further. So I think what's going to happen is that... Do you think there's a fake Gargoyle King and a real Gargoyle King? I think that maybe FP is pretending to be the Gargoyle King there to stop, to try to protect Betty by scaring her into not like... That made me really mad because we did the two guys last season. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like he's the fake Gargoyle King, like in the sense that he's the, um, like, I don't think it's bad. I just think that he's trying to protect Betty by being like, don't look into this, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, look how scary I am. But he's not actually the Gargoyle King. He's just, like, pretending to be it to keep Betty safe. Does that make sense? I just don't like the idea that there's spares in that costume. Well, there is because of the gang, right? No, they're all just wearing, like, these masks. Yeah, I guess. But it's not that hard to make the rest don't of the Don't even look costume. like the same costume as the Gargoyle King. I guess. I don't know. That looks pretty yeah. hard to make. Yeah. They're Kudos good. to the props and costumes yeah, department of Riverdale. Very cool. It's awesome. I'd love to speak to any of them about making the show. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything. I don't have any comic connections for this one. There's not, like, any new characters introduced or anything. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, uh... Maybe we should do something that's, like, instead of comic connections, we do, I should, maybe we should, like, or talk about the music of the show or something like that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, what, uh, what are you looking forward to right now? Um, so it's not going to come out until next year, but I'm really loving the show that I have, uh, I've watched a couple of episodes of early and I think everybody's going to really like it. It's called Good Trouble. It's on Freeform, um, coming out after the holidays. 
I can't really say much more about it other than I think everybody's really going to like it. Um, it's a Foster's spinoff and oh. highly recommend it. And there's Malachi, who was the guy who shot with the burrow and arrow in the first episode of the season. Yeah, maybe that's why we don't see him anymore. Yeah, R.I.P. Malachi. What I are guess. they up to? What? The ghoulies? No, I What is Penny Peabody up to? I know, I still have a theory that maybe she's Betty's secret mom, but that's just <laughs> that's just my theory. <laughs> or, like, maybe she's Alice's secret oh sister. Oh, my God, I hate that so much. But, like, wouldn't that be a good, like, little twist? No! Alice's baby sister. Oh, my God. Every- if Alice's like, I'm not really your mom, that woman over there <laughs> is your mom. I, I don't know her. The it. one who cut flesh off of my boyfriend? <laughs> it's complicated, right? Drama. That's all I want. That's all I want. You just want some drama? I want lots of drama. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what about you, John? So, in between Breaking My Heart by canceling all my Marvel shows, Netflix has uh, yes. picked up so much cool anime for That's next good. year. They're bringing, they're, they're going to put Neon Genesis Evangelion on streaming, which is the first time it's been like easily available in almost a decade, uh, which means a bunch of fresh people might get into this show about teenagers... Piloting giant robots to stop monsters from destroying. You really like the giant world. robots. I do like giant robots. I do. Yeah, this is like the fourth thing that you've told me about that have robots in it. Sorry, I did also write a script with big robots in it. Not like giant, but like. But robots. They were large. I mean, no judgment. I mean, I like murder and so. And uh, and they're doing a live action version of this anime called Cowboy Bebop, which is about bounty hunters in space. When I interviewed Ross Butler a couple of years ago. Uh, he said that he would love to be in a live-action version of that. Okay. I don't think I'd cast him as any well, of the main guys. Dream. I know, but, like, the main guy kind of looks like Keanu Reeves in his prime. I don't think there was a time where Keanu Reeves was going to play this character in a movie. Oh. So is uh, he older? He's, like, 30s. I really feel like Ross Butler could do it. I've never seen the show, but I believe in him. I mean, that would be cool. Oh, no, like, I'm all for... Like, these characters are written as white guys, but I'm all for changing their genders. Or, uh, I know nothing about Genders or, or ethnicities all around, because, like, who cares? Oh, it's the future. Fair. I don't think he said he wanted to play the main guy. Oh, he just wants to be in it? He just loves the show. I just remember that from our That's interview. That's cool. Yeah. Anime is cool because Michael B. Jordan likes it, so. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's cool. Anyway, where can they uh, where can they find you, Caitlin? You can find me at Riley Tweets on Twitter. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y. Tweets. Yeah. Sorry, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, yeah cool. you got it. You nailed it. Um, and you find my dog Stella on Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. And I feel like there was other things, now she's but I can't think of it. Um, we will eventually get social media. I've been a little slow because I just got back from vacation. And she's sick, guys. Back off, guys. Back off, please. No, I'm kidding. We love you. Seriously, never back off. But like, don't be mean. Not like you ever are. We love you. Sorry. Don't worry. You can find me on Twitter at John Patton and my blog Catcher Lori, where Rye is spelled. W-R-Y. Wow, what a good pod. Oh my god, you really think so? Yeah, I do. You never tell me that. I know, thank you. Uh, until, I guess, uh, oh, what's happening next week on the show? Didn't watch the preview, actually. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I suck. We should just make something up. Yeah. Betty and Cheryl make up. Okay. That's not real. <laughs> so- Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>